fade you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. This is fade you. Hello to all our dads out there and moms. Hello to Team Fade Den. Hello to NFL football fans. Welcome to another episode of the Fade You podcast. This is our week two NFL preview and overall episode 74, September 17th, 2021. Remember, we're cranking out three shows a week. We've got our Monday weekend recap, our Wednesday college football preview, and then our Friday NFL preview. We appreciate you guys listening and your continued support. Our audience is growing thanks to Joe shitting his pants. Shout out, Joe. <laughs> Make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at Fade U Sports. Subscribe, share the pod, help us promote it. We're almost at another sponsorship. And Manscaped, we want you, Chris and Joe and everybody, we want to talk about shaving balls. So Manscaped, hit <laughs> us up. My name is Matthew James. I have the Fade U dads here with me. Uh, Joe, let's start with you. We missed you on Wednesday. Uh, we heard you were getting a lot of support out there from pooping your pants on Sunday morning. Uh, your mom called you, it sounded like, from what I heard. Yeah, so I had a couple of my buddies, probably like three or four guys, listen to the podcast and text me like, dude, you shit your pants. Ha, 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 ha. That's so funny. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's totally hilarious, man. But the most uh, startling text was from my mom. She was like, hey, are you okay? And I was like, what do you mean? And then she called me. And she's like, did you shit your pants? I was like, oh, my God. How did you know, Mom? And she's like, oh, I listened to your podcast. I was like, what? I knew she, like, lurks on my Twitter every now and then. But I guess she got a hold of the podcast and listened to it. And uh, she had some concern for me. So uh, shout out uh, Carlina, my mom. I love you. Hopefully she mm-hmm. listens to this one, too. And hopefully I don't shit my pants in Philadelphia this weekend. Yeah, Chris, let's <laughs> let's get a hi, Joe's mom. Hi, mom. Haven't seen you since the wedding. See you later. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Share the pod with everyone, literally everyone you're related to, everyone you know. So we're going to get right into our week two discussion. Uh, we have a lot of games we want to talk about. We liked our format last week. We're going to go over... Some of the public's plays that we think might be correct. And then we'll get to some of the, Chris, we like to call them the little sisters of the poor, the neglected, the give us your tired, your poor, the teams no one wants that might be being overlooked. So Kmart, you clocked in at four and one in the Circus Sports Million last week. So you get the honor, sir. Who are you looking at? Who, which one might be free money? Oh, man. Which one? There, there's a few, but I'm going to go with uh, the Cardinals. Minus three and a half. Kind of reminds me of the Panthers last week. Um, Vikings have a lot of issues. Everyone wants to hold on to Zimmers against the spread, but that was years ago. He's struggling against that clip of, of late. I think he's lost like eight in a row or something ridiculous. But the Vikings are going to be without Anthony Barr, which is huge. And cornerback Harrison, Harrison Hand, it's pretty funny, with a hamstring injury, as well as one of their tackles. Everson Griffin's out with a concussion, so the list kind of goes on and on. Arizona was very dominant last week against the Titans, which I don't want to say I predicted, but you know I mentioned that just their size was going to give 
give them issues, you know, just with that eye back formation. And I just like the, I just like the matchup. I see uh, Cardinals got out pretty unscathed, uh, you know, string receivers out, no big deal. They do have one linebacker who's injured, but nothing, nothing like what the Vikings have going on. So three and a half, uh, you know, I was afraid this thing was going to be four and a half or five. So just tremendous value on the Cardinals here. Um, not, not totally square, but you know, I, I like them to get it done at home in the desert. Anybody got any follow-up on that? Chris, I would ask you this, because this is kind of the the zigzag game of the week, right? Like Arizona, big, fat road blowout win as a dog. Minnesota loses to the lowly Bengals. Shout out to those sad Vikings fans. That was hilarious on Sunday. Good job. Uh, thanks for showing up. Um, it's tough because on one hand, you don't want to overreact to week one. But on the other hand, if you believe in Arizona, and think they might have something this season, you can get ahead of the books in this one. So what do you think? Yeah, we talk about this all the time. A team that went from a three-point dog to now laying three and a half. I mean, it opened, I think, four and a half. Um, It's gotten bought down to the three and a half. It's kind of a reverse line move because a lot of the public on Arizona, a lot of the tickets on Arizona, yet the line's coming down. Zimmer's really good off a loss. Um, Cards aren't so hot. There's a few teams in the league we always mention, like the Cowboys, like the Chargers, like the Cardinals, that are always really great in the dog role, but they're not too hot in the favorite role. So um, we'll see. It's not something I I still think it – I don't think it will make my five. I know we'll probably end up being on it because Den will probably be on the cards. But, uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting game for sure. Let's go to – well, I'll skip you, Chris, because you just talked, and I don't want to hear you talk again yet. Uh, Neil, let's go to you. You started <laughs> you started two and three in week one, uh, but we're going to skip Chris. We'll come back to him. Uh, give us your your square public play that they might have right. So I'm saying my square public play for the week is going to be Pittsburgh um, in the contest. It's minus six. Um, it's at six and a half right now. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's – for both the Oakland and Baltimore, it's kind of a bad spot coming off a Monday night game, a Monday night overtime game um, to that. Um, you know, ATS teams coming off Monday night are only 48%, per, 48% uh, ATS. Um, and, you know, Oakland didn't come off of this completely unscathed. They lost their starting defensive tackle. Uh, Yannick Ndokwe is questionable, though I heard he's going to play. Um, and it, I think, and Max Crosby looked amazing. Um, but I think it's one of those games that if you can't pick apart the one weakness that Pittsburgh has, which is their O line, um, I think you're going you're going to struggle and going on the road for your first game to a Pittsburgh team. Um, you know they just coming off a win. The line, the look ahead line on this was only five and a half. Um, so it's it hasn't been a huge adjustment, you know, in Pittsburgh's favor. Pittsburgh, you know, was just asleep the first half against Buffalo. The offense really got it going. Um, you know, people are going to look at that score and think that, oh, well, they only had one offensive touchdown and then they had the the block punt. But, you know, they had two, their first two drives for Pittsburgh in the third quarter, you know, got them inside Buffalo's 10-yard line and they ended up kicking a 20, kicking a 24 and a 20-yard field goal. So they were able to come out and move the ball um, against Buffalo's defense. So I just think coming home, 
um, with with Pittsburgh's defense. Now, a little bit of concern because today I think they just put uh, two two guys on were late ads um, question marks. Um, shoot, I'm thinking it was it was Cam Hayward and it was it was a linebacker. So, but they were late ads. They weren't on it all week until today. So we'll see what happens there. But otherwise, they were health. I mean, they came up pretty healthy. Um, I just think this this will probably be a square play. But I think this will probably this might be one where where the square dot or the square favorite is going to be correct. Now, Chris, that feels like a den. The home favorite Steelers. It's probably going to be under seven. I see six and a halfs out there. You think uh, you think the Steelers will be in any teasers this weekend? Just a few. What do you think, Matt? <laughs> Probably every single one. Steelers hey, Broncos. That's, that's free. No, Steelers Seattle. Steelers Seattle's free. Oh, money. that's Seattle. Yeah, that's a better one. Yeah. Take, oh, yeah. what both. team Ben is the worst against? He is dog shit against. It's unbelievable. I don't know if he's ever beat the Raiders. And the Raiders really? are usually scum. Maybe it's a. It's uncanny. Remember a couple years ago, they're like six point dogs in the Coliseum, and they go in, and Raiders were like. Owen six or something, they knock them off. Joe, you were against the Steelers in the contest last week. You you kind of had to watch that game as like kind of needing Buffalo. Although you lost that pick because the Bills lost the game outright, did you come away impressed with Pittsburgh at all, or are you still skeptical of them laying a number like six? Yeah, I'm still very skeptical of them. Um, I wasn't really impressed by how they played. I mean, Big Ben looked old, looked like – I wouldn't say he looked like shit, but, you know, he only threw for like 180 yards. Their defense, obviously, unreal. I mean, that that's that's what's going to drive that, you know. It's going to be – I would love the under in that game, but in no way am I going to bet a side. Neil, do you think to, to cover six, you're going to need to win comfortably? You're going to need to win by a score, be able to – withstand a fourth quarter comeback attempt are you concerned that we haven't really seen I I mean it's only one game we just don't know what if the Steelers still can't run the ball yeah that's going that's going to be problematic but I don't I mean I think it's one of those when you look at Pittsburgh and you know the hot start that they had coming out of last year they they have an offense that's that they do know how to move the football without running the football, right? They, they can do a lot of little short passes. Ben, at least, you know, early on in the season, Ben can throw, you know, 50 times, um, you know, without necessarily being, you know, too affected by that early on. So I, I think, you know, there's nothing in the secondary from the Raiders that scares me whatsoever. Um, it was the defensive line really, I think for Oakland played out or sorry for Vegas played out of their mind. Um, but with the, you know, some, some hurt pieces, um, you know, I just don't, I don't think Ben's going to have a problem in this game, moving the football. That's a good point that you don't necessarily need to run. We see teams do this where they move the ball with a short passing game and try to keep the clock moving that way. I will say to Neil's point about this being a bad spot for the Raiders, I remember this. It was not, I don't know if it was this same week last season, but the Raiders had a huge Monday night win at home over New Orleans as a dog on a Monday night football game, went to the East Coast the following week and absolutely got the shit kicked out of them by New England. They lost, I looked this up, they lost 36-20. 
imagine giving up 36 points to the Cam Newton Patriots from last season. So uh, this could just be a brutal spot for the Raiders and, you know, just victim to just the bad schedule there. Okay, Chris, you can talk. You went three and two, so that's fine. That's fine. Uh, who's your square play that might that might do it? Uh, I don't know if we're gonna have uh, a square play in there this week. We actually, I thought my dad and Riley and I always texted, "What's George? What do you, what's this square play?" Because last week he really liked uh, the Seahawks, um, and I don't. He texted us the jets and i almost fucking lost my shit i couldn't believe that he's taking poops i said nah the the apple doesn't fall far from the tree uh on this one but uh i think uh, one that i think that everyone's gonna do is i think broncos they just think they saw the jags they saw how well teddy played and now you look and people don't look and go wow that giants team might not be as scum as we think they went into the to washington and pretty much I mean, should have won the holding call. The fucker jumps off sides, whatever. They really should have won that game and they covered. Um, and I think people are going to think Broncos are free money against the lowly Jags, but that's a huge. You know, Teddy is great as a dog. Again, watch out when you've got to lay almost a touchdown on the road down there in that humid swamp ass. Neil, before we started potting you were commenting on the broncos division odds and how you know people have fallen in love with this team after week one could you see a scenario because this look ahead line was six, uh, three and now it's six could it be a scenario where the books just sort of underestimated denver going to this into the season they may be one of the best defensive teams in the league and that this number i mean Maybe we don't know how bad Jacksonville is like urban. I mean, so many rumors about urban, not even making it through the season. I mean, could this, could it be one where we just, we don't really know how good this Denver team is yet. Yeah. I would, I would agree in part to, I don't know that I disagree fully with this line. I think I disagreed in what I texted to the group was I looked at and I saw that you can get for, their division, the Chargers and the Broncos have now the same. They're plus 500 in the division. Obviously, you're laying, I think it was minus 325 for KC in the division. But I thought, like, how how is Denver gone all the way? And I know people are high on the Chargers. I think certainly high. You know, I think a lot of people thought that they were being overly, that the Chargers were being overly priced. So I was like, how can an overpriced Charger team now be at equal odds as Denver? And certainly what we saw out of the Chargers, I, you know, I was, I was very impressed by everything we saw out of them. So I think for the season, I think this is still getting their way overhyped. I, I, people are overreacting to a week one defense against a Giants team that, you know, looked fine yesterday. Um, but we still have no idea what we're going to get out of, out of Bridgewater in that offense. And, you know, the running game for Denver is skewed because, they had a set, you know, Melvin Gordon has a 70 yard breakaway and in the fourth quarter. So I, I huge question marks with the offense now losing Judy defense. Let's see. I don't think we learned anything from De- from Denver's defense after this game, though, also, because, again, you have a, you know, a rookie quarterback in the second game. Denver defense may be without a couple starters. I know Darby's hurt. I think Bradley Chubb is questionable. So it, it's not like they came out of that game unscathed. Uh, Chris, really quick, this is one where the the pros 
who don't bet on teams, they bet on numbers, are all going to line up and be – I mean, they're going to hold their nose. They're going to hate it and think it's gross, but they're all going to be on Jacksonville here. Yeah, it's one of those where you just – you don't like it. You're not running to the, the window and doing it, especially if it might wait. If it hits six and a half, they'll definitely take that hook. Um, it is simply a numbers thing just because, like we said, a team goes from a, a road favorite to now a home dog. Um, that was about a nine point swing. Whenever you see a nine point swing, almost 10 points in the NFL, you know, pros are going to jump on it. Definitely. All right, Joe, you waited patiently. Uh, you did not get off to the best start, although the Raiders came through for you on Monday night to salvage it. Uh, one and four looking to bounce back. So when you're looking at the slate, the square side that might be free money. Yeah, so this is one we're actually playing. Uh, my partner in crime here wanted to play this one, so I let him uh, take it. It's uh, New England minus five and a half against the Jets on the road, which, you know, I hate laying points. It's, I, I, I want the home division dog, but the guy I'm doing the contest with doesn't. He wants New England. We're going to ride all those public narratives that everybody's going to see, you know, 21 and six straight up against, or Bill Belichick, 21 and six straight up against rookie quarterbacks. Uh, you know, the Pats have beaten the Jets 10 straight times. The Jets just lost Makai Beckham, their left tackle. It's, it's you know, it, that's about as square as you can get. But you know what? It might be uh, one of those that's a uh, hashtag square bets win two. Kyle, I want your take on this one because you, uh, you weren't alone. I think Neil did too, but you faded the Jets and, and you were pretty squarely on Carolina for a long time before that game last week. Uh, the Jets have already a lot of guys hurt. Joe mentioned Becton. I mean, we have a rookie quarterback. When your best offensive lineman is your behemoth of a left tackle, and now he's hurt and you've got a rookie behind him, they have other injuries on defense. I mean, how, this could be really bad for our guy, Sala. Yeah, could be. But, I mean, Zach Wilson looks pretty poised for a rookie. Um, just watching him play, I am a lot more impressed than I thought I would be. I watched him play in college, but didn't expect this, this early. Um, I still think last week's score was a little biased in some late game things. You know, it, it didn't seem like a five point game, but I honestly didn't really look at this game. Uh, I definitely see the square trends of rookie quarterback, blah, 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 but to me, it's just to stay away. I just want to – I don't really know who the Pats' identity is yet. They were sloppy last week. I'm not going to trust them winning by over seven to get that win in the contest. So it was just a pass for me. But it, if I were to play it, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably be on the Pats. Yeah, the Pats, they're still trying to figure out their running game. I think Trent Brown may not play. That's an old lineman down. Uh, Stevenson, the rookie, fumbled, I think, on his first or second carry. Damian Harris fumbled on a potential game-winning drive. So now they might try another guy. And so they have some questions as well. And Chris, do you, have we heard anything? I know this is something I've heard over the years. Uh, rookies making their first road start. No, I should uh, look that up. That would be a good one. Yeah, hit up uh, Applebaum. See how, uh, see, especially again, we saw how Mac, you know, was laying points last week. Doesn't cover. It'd be interesting to see when they're laying points on their first road start for sure. Oh, that's that's got to be one that's not very 
but I don't know. I mean, Joe, maybe, maybe you're, yeah, it's disgusting, but you know, you just got to plug your nose and do it, I guess. <laughs> I don't know I mean, what that, else to say. That's another, that's another Dennis. I mean, Dennis, that's, that's a that's one. A... I wrote that down right here. That's a den play. Oh yeah. All day. <laughs> oh God. So whatever. We are den sometimes, but Hey, I can't one in four. How fucking, how much worse can it get? Right. Don't say, okay. don't say that because it can get worse. <laughs> oh, I know. Hey, you don't want it to thousand dollars. <laughs> Jeez. All right. All right. Okay, so that was some of the square plays on the other side of the break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the the teams that nobody wants, the ones that people are going to just feel gross about taking. But some of these, like last week, are overlooked and undervalued, and we're going to share some that we think may have a shot to come through. So we'll be right back with that. All right. Yes, squares win sometimes, but they also lose because there's always value on some of these teams nobody wants to back. So, Kmart, give me a, give me something that people aren't going to want to take, but it might have some value and might have a shot to come through. I mean, looking at the numbers, it's funny. They're 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 a home fave. It's it's a small number, but you know everyone's everyone's backing my my Bengals. Um, but you know, I'm going to be playing the bears minus two and a half in the contest at home. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of like what we always talk about overreaction Tuesday. Um, both these teams probably pretty equal, you know, neither one's very consistent. I know we got Nagy over here, you know, me, myself and I very high on burrow and company and what the Bengals are doing, but you know, still road test going into Chicago, Justin Fields, you know, they've already said he's going to be getting, you know, extra playing time. I believe the Bears defense is going to play better than I don't know what the hell that was last week. You know, these big plays, that's not usually the norm for those guys. Um, Bengals, they they looked great at times, but, you know, they also gave up a pretty hefty lead and almost coughed up that game. So I'm taking the Bears minus two. Uh, No one – really seems to be that confident in them, but that's, that's definitely the one I'm taking over. Uh, I know the one Chris is probably going to talk about here next. Chris, you were on the Bengals last week. One of the hardest things to do as a better is when a team has been good to you to uh, jump off at the right time. And Kyle's right. Everyone is believing in the Bengals so much that that line is now down under three uh, your thoughts on the people who are lining up to uh, to get back on board with the Bengals? Yeah, I uh, I don't think the Bears looked that bad. Uh, our boy Michael Lombardi, um, always on Follow the Money as a show, Lombardi line, great guy, GM, knows his shit. Said, you know, Dalton is a 2020 quarterback, you know, great get you down the field, but then look what he did in the red zone. He throws a pick. So, you know, they moved the ball. The Rams can be moved on. They got rushed on, um, you know, so I can see the bears uh, playing great. This is going to be a tough, whenever you got the trendy dog, we always say, I said, rather a trendy fave than a trendy dog. Um, but that's kind of a segue into my little poopy one. Uh, the Colts, I think the Colts are going to run on the Rams and uh, everyone's lining up. Everyone I've talked to today, a lot of the guys from SoCal, 
um, man, the Rams are going to smash, bro. The Colts suck. It's like, yeah, we know. Wow. Is that what you got from last week? What, what a good observation. So, um, why is the lines at three and a half then and stuck there? It went from four down when everyone's lining up 80% of the tickets. So, um, I don't know if it'll make the contest. I'm still thinking about it. Um, but that one, and then the scum of scum will be the Falcons. I'll probably be on the Falcons, large double digit home road dog against the world champs. Why not? Joe, I know you you like the Colts again. You have anything you want to add to that one? Yeah, I love the Colts. You know, I just like we say all the time, people are going to bet what they just saw, aka Den. I mean, he's. You, I'll I'll say right here on the podcast, if Den's not on the Rams, I'll take an S because there's no way he's not he's not laying three and a half against Indianapolis, who just got their asses kicked last week. I'll do a double you know, with you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Me I in. mean, like I. Like I said, <laughs> everyone. Like I said, the, the Colts' offense and defense is comparable to, to Chicago, probably a little bit better. Uh, you know, you got a West Coast team in the Rams traveling east, playing the 10 a.m. Uh, time slot, and then obviously, like it's short, it, it doesn't make a big difference, but still, being on Sunday night football, the rest is a little bit less than you know it would have been if you played at one or ten or whatever the fuck one or th- four, I guess. But you know the it's uh, the public's going to lay the points. I feel like all the sharps are going to be on three and a half. And then that's going to be when we cash. That's, that's my number one play in my contest. Chris, I'd be curious to see how teams do when they're on back to back weeks as a home dog, how often do they not cover either? I'd be curious to see. I mean, it doesn't, it seem like it would be, all right, guys, we got another home game. We got to get our shit together. Yeah. Well, that's one of those trends we pointed out earlier when a, when a division team is back to back division dogs, they cover an insane rate, but this is not, these are two out of division for the Colts, but yeah, you see if a correlation within the division, it'd be interesting to see about uh, outside of it too. Kyle, just real quick for, from you on this one, this is two straight NFC West opponents for the Colts. I mean, we've all talked about how we're very high on the NFC West, and this is probably the best division in football, and the AFC South might be the weakest. Yeah, I don't think there's any argument there. I mean, NFC West is, I know it's one week, but the only division to get out of week one undefeated, 4-0 for all four of those teams getting a win. Uh, The Colts, a lot of AFC West. Thank you. And... I mean, I'm with Joe, though. Like, I, I mean, I'm considering the Colts as, you know, my fifth pick. You know, I'm going through my five as we go through this. Just kind of, you know, I got eight picks to choose from, so I'm just trying to debate. But the Rams, this is going to be tough. Like Joe mentioned, you know, Sunday night football, now they got the 10 a.m. body clock start. Colts at home. Wish it was four, but whatever. You know, you still get that hook on the game-winning field goal because this is probably going to be back and forth. Jonathan Taylor should have his day. They have one of the best offensive lines. I don't trust Wentz as far as I can throw him, which he outweighs me by a hundred pounds. I can't throw him a foot. So (laughs) let's get that straight. You know, that's how much I trust him. And, you know, I still like the Colts, you know, I think they're going to be able to do damage. They, they did okay last week, just, you know, too many, too many blunders, too many big plays on defense given up, but that's the kind of shit that happens in week one when you're not a 10 plus win caliber team. As we, I just talked on with the, with the bears. That's what we saw with the Colts. Go ahead, Neil. 
So I had, um, I think I'm next to go, but I think I just had one point on each of the games um, from Kyle and Chris. So one, um, I was kind of leaning towards Bengals until I remembered, I think, and it hasn't been said, this is the Andy Dalton revenge special, right? Ah. Being on the, right? He's on the Bears playing his old team, right? Once you told me that, I, once I remember that, I, you know, I completely flipped script. Um, I thought this, you know, Andy Dalton's realizing that this is, you know, he's, his, his career is coming to an end, at least as a starter. This may, this very well may be the last time he ever starts a game. Um, and he's starting it against his, you know, his, the Bengals where he spent most of his career. So um, I think huge motivation factor for Dalton and the Bears. Um, Bears may come, you know, be on my contest that it's laying that you know, I don't even have to lay a field goal. Um, and the other thing, Kmart and I were talking, uh, texting back and forth with this Rams game. You know, this this is kind of one of the weird games that like as good as Jalen Ramsey is, who cares? Because who's he going to cover? Indy doesn't have a number one to cover, right? Is he going to cover Pittman? Fine. Take Pittman out of the game. Who cares? Right. It's just what, so I think like from an X's and O's standpoint, it's one of those weird games where like, where Ramsey is really kind of a meaningless piece of this puzzle because Indy doesn't have a number one wide receiver right now with, you know, with T Y Hilton out. So um, I think, you know, again, a little just nugget that kind of skews um, in Indy's favor. But, but with that point, look for the Rams to play zones and have Ramsey just kind of be playing all over the field, coming in on corner blitzes. I, they'll find a way to make him disruptive. Absolutely. But I'm still on the Colts. It's one game, but we did see, you know, with the bears have a really bad offensive line and they were still able to run on the Rams last week. Montgomery looked good. So in theory, the Colts' strength is that running game. Can they take advantage of that? If that really is something, We'll see. Uh, Neil, you're up. Yeah, it was your pick. So um, what do you got? Uh, this one will make my card. It is the Detroit dog shit Lions. Oh, dear uh, God. Give me the 11 and a half Hell going yeah. to Green Bay with the team all, you know, all day. Um, I think nothing more needs to be said other than, you know, when you watch that game, I have – they – Detroit will be down probably 20 plus in this game um, at some point. And even if they do, I will feel okay. You know, this team just, they, they, they didn't quit. They, you know, they came back, they they turned it on, you know, they're just, and who knows, and again, who knows what the hell you're going to get from green Bay this week, right? They looked like dog shit. Absolutely. I mean, they're the worst, they were the worst looking team last week. So they may come back and, you know, feel like they need to right the ship of a normal team with a normal level-headed quarterback. I would tend to agree. I think you have no idea what you're getting out of green Bay. Like, this Detroit team fought hard. Um, you know, their tier, their three top uh, pass catchers was Hawkinson and their two running backs. Um, you know, Zadarius Smith, I just think just went on IR for Green Bay. Goff is level-headed enough that I don't think Goff loses this game by double digits. On Sunday, probably one of the highlights of the day, we we were giggling like little girls in the corner of the bar when the Lions scored to to backdoor it against Dennis. Fuck, why not? Un, unreal moment, unreal. Why like, not again? Look what it. But so Neil, look what it took 
for the Lions to come back and cover. You're right, they didn't quit, but shit. They had to recover an onside kick. They had to have Debo Samuel fumble it. Like, holy two, two fuck, point they were getting killed. Right? Yeah, two, yeah, two-point conversions. Are you concerned that, like, that was kind of lightning in a bottle and they might just be who we thought they were this week on Monday Night Football in Lambeau Field? Well, they are. They're dog shit. I mean, they're dog shit. I mean, they are, they are exactly who they thought we are. But, I mean, you're talking about having to get up, you know, a Green Bay team that has to get up by – you know, 20 plus to not be concerned, you know, about a backdoor worthless touchdown at the end of the game. And what we exactly what we saw is Goff's ability to just, all right, let me dink and dunk down the field and come up with some touchdowns when I need, when, you know, when I need it. Hey, Chris. Yes, father. This game is Monday night football. Who do you think Dennis is going to be on? Go pack up. Um, I wonder. I don't think, kind of I don't think he lays. <laughs> I don't think he lays that big number though. How often does he do that in the NFL? I don't think he lays that big number. He'll be on well, the over, but he no, won't. He's, but it's an island game, so when he has to like gun to head, he's probably he's, you know he's going to do first quarter first half that way. It's only like minus three, minus six, minus ten. He's thinking, oh, the Packers will be up by seven and a half. You know, so I could see him. I could see him going Packers first half and then going over first quarter first half full or team totals for Packers or, or something yeah, like there that. There you go. But also it depends on how he does on Sunday, you know, if he's going to be depends on his chase level, I guess. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, I mean, he's not going to sit out Monday night football, so he's going to be uh, he's going to have actual one way or another. But all right, Chris. You I know you've got something absolutely disgusting for us. Yeah, uh, like I mentioned it earlier, I uh, just like Neil said with um I think our poop's going to be the road division dog Falcons. And, you know, you're getting 12 and a half, not that 11 and a half, 12 and a half makes a difference, but uh, same thing. Like you said, you're down by 17. Matt Ryan can get a garbage. Now they're down by 10. They cover um, the Falcons were up by 17 uh, at home last year. And then of course, fucking Matt Ryan and the Falcons do what they do and blew it, but they still covered. And then they were up uh, or within a, almost knocked them off as 10, 11 point dogs in Tampa last year. So um, seven out of their last double digit uh, dog attempts, they've gone out and covered the spread. So um, this is one of those teams where, of course, last weekend, don't, don't lay the, don't lay the points with them this weekend, 16 point swing. Almost. We'll go ahead and take the scummy ass Falcons. All right, Joe, bring us home. All right. So this is actually my second favorite play of the week. Carolina plus five at home against New Orleans. Uh, everybody, five. where'd and, you get five? Plus no, plus three and a half. Did I not say that? Oh, I thought. No, I heard yeah, five. yeah, plus three and a half I, at home against New Orleans. Obviously, home division dogs. We love those. Plus twenty four percent differential towards Carolina. Everybody's going to bet what they just saw on New Orleans. Uh, just absolutely steamrolling last week. The Packers. And I don't know if you guys saw this too today. Alexander and Davenport just went on the IR, so that's going to help Carolina too. I don't they think may, they Nolan, may not have Lattimore either. Yeah, I know Lattimore's out for the season. He had surgery, so that's three starters on the defense that they're that they're out, and that line hasn't moved at all. So you know the the casual betters aren't going to see that. They're just going to see, oh, we only have to lay three and a half points after they won by thirty last week. Fuck it, let's do it. But 
like Chris says, and Lee Corso, not so fast. I think Carolina plus three and a half at homes. And at, like, it, I'm very, very confident about that one. I'm on that too, Joe. I love it. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, Kmart. You were a big believer in Carolina going into last week. Um, this is a division game against a familiar opponent. You would think that Carolina will be very up for this one. And uh, like Joe alluded to, some of the injuries for the Saints, that's not going to be good for the skill position yeah. guys that Carolina is bringing to the table. Yeah, I mean, the Saints, they're Alquan Alexander, Davenport, uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, it's it's just crazy. It's a laundry list. It's insane. Um, some of these guys might play, you know, but as of right now, there's 10 guys on their defense listed is questionable and they didn't practice as of yesterday. But when the line first came out, I, I was actually on the Saints. And then as I started looking more into it, you know, COVID issues, injuries, I was just like, yeah, there's, there's just no way this is, this is that game, you know, back in my past, I would always bet on and, and I would lose and be like, how did that happen? Oh, how did I not check all these things? What am I doing? So love it. Sam Darnold, get off to a two and start, please, you know, get all these haters, you know, out of, out of the way, you know, I'd love to see it. And, you know, division, division, you know, rivals, as you mentioned, Panthers haven't played them that well at home. Shockingly, they got crushed the last two years. So I definitely look for that trend to, you know, regress to our side. All right. Good stuff, guys. Where, where do we go from here? Contest deadline is at noon tomorrow for our proxy. So once the contest deadline passes, uh, we will at some point it's tomorrow's going to be a busy college football day, but at some point, we will tweet out who all of our contest picks are on. It's worth just reminding everybody where they can find us on Twitter. I know for me, I kind of tweeted out a a short little reason for each of my picks. Um, Maybe guys will have something to share. Four out of my five on this today, so they can listen. There you go. (laughs) Uh, So I am at Matthew James 78. Joe, have you, uh, have you found Joe knows like the guy that has it yet? Are we working on that? I'm working on it. I DM that bitch, but he's not going to answer me. So I'm probably stuck with the underscores unless I just do like a funny thing, like 69 at the end, but whatever. Joe underscore knows (laughs) underscore underscore underscore. (laughs) Kyle. Kmart's underscore angles. And I, I got a trash talker called Kmart's ankles or something. Ankles, cankles. Yeah, just like that dude's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> With the Winnie the Pooh logo. Still can't wait to see what that. I think his name's Paul. Can't wait to see what that Jagaloon starts talking. I meant to say, hey, Juanito how's bro? <laughs> God bless him. Imagine that being your life, Neil. Uh, Twitter at Big Nelly Buckets and Chris Duke, Mister Smelly Poop himself at Hazmat Suit Twenty Three, like the greatest to ever do it on the hardwood. All right, we're gonna check in with our fade den play. Den came in on UCF. Shocking that he laid seven on the road. I know you're all shocked and surprised. We'll see if he comes <laughs> in on the second game. Chris, just before we get out of here, I need you to remind everybody, because this is a game we didn't talk about, what happens sometimes if you take poop like the Houston Texans? 
Or like the Cardinals in first quarter, Den's off to 0-1. When you bet poop, sometimes it's poopy. This is Fade You.